um, you know, if you can't see that and, and visualize it and know that it's, you know, it's coming, you're never going to really do anything to prepare for it. So that, that is so, so important is knowing, um, you know, what it is you want to achieve and, and sort of by when. Um, and that's that's the, the beauty of running as well is, you know, everyone does it for different reasons and, um, you know, everyone can run their own race. Uh, some people get the same satisfaction of, from completing their first 5K as someone else will get for achieving a silver medal in the Comrades Marathon. And, and you know, that sense of achievement and satisfaction is the same for both those people. It's because, you know, everyone's running their own race um, on their own terms and with their own motivations and goals. And your finances are the same. Um, you know, people are in different places in their lives, they have different goals, they have different priorities. Um, so you need to figure out what it is exactly you want out of your finances. And once once you um, know that, um, you can start to, uh, putting some shorter term goals um, together first. You know, there's going to be periods in, in a race where it's tough and you're going up, but uh, you know, there's also easier periods when you're going downhill. And it's the same with investing in finances. You're going to have tougher months and you're going to have easier months. And I think uh, the important thing to realize is that neither of those situations last forever. So when, when the going is tough, you, you, know, you, you know, you've got to just focus on the fact that it's not going to last forever. There's got to be a turning point coming in the future. And My name is Diana, and this is the Family Finance Show, the podcast to help you manage your family's finances better. Every week, we share an episode on topics relating to increasing your family's income and managing expenses, controlling your debt, and investing for the future. Welcome to the Family Finance Show with Diana Granu, proudly brought to you by Old Mutual. This podcast is your weekly guide to effective budgeting, planning, and future-proofing of your family's finances, because money matters to every family, and every family matters at Old Mutual. Enjoy the show. In this lighthearted episode, I chat to Stealthy Wealth, a well-known blogger, about the striking similarities between long-term investing and long-distance running. In both cases, you need to commit to your goal and have great perseverance to keep motivated when the going gets tough. I hope that this episode will inspire you to get financially fit. Stealthy Wealth, this is a fun topic and it's the subject of one of your blog posts, investing and marathon running. Have you been both an investor and a marathon runner for the same length of time? Um, no, the investing actually preceded uh, the marathon running, which I sort of discovered uh, only a bit later in my life. But um, yeah, in doing so, I realized just how much um, similarities there are between the two and, and how much uh, uh, the, the, the skills and traits that you need for the one actually can help in the other one. Which one do you think you're better at, running or investing? Uh, neither. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just a pretty average runner, um, and I'm uh, what I regard as a pretty average investor. Um, I just aim for the the market average because I've realised a long time ago that trying to beat the market average is uh, is sort of a futile attempt. Um, so I'm happy to settle for average um, in the market because it turns out that if you get average in the market, you actually do better than most of the investment professionals. So yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy being average at both. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm I'm quite a slow runner, but um, I, I ran 20Ks for the first time last year, very slowly, but I, I managed to to finish. And, and as you say, I think I'm also probably an average investor. The only thing that, that probably 
people might consider I would be successful at is just doing it over the long term. So uh, just having that stamina to keep going, which I think has a lot of similarities with with marathon running, because at some point you want to give up and you actually just have to keep on going. And that's that's actually the, the only way success comes is, is through perseverance. Absolutely. Um, so Stealthy Wealth, can you tell our listeners a bit about your journey to financial freedom as you write about on your well-known blog? Yeah, sure. So in a nutshell, um, it was soon after um, my wife fell pregnant with our first child that I sort of sat and looked at uh, my life and reassessed my priorities and um, all the crazy things that goes through an expectant father's head started coming to the fore. And, um, yeah, I just thought to myself that the, the usual nine to five for, you know, 40 plus years and then just hoping that you have enough for retirement. Um, is, it's just not the way to go about things. It's got to be a better way. Um, and I started doing some uh, reading and, uh, you know, uh, researching a little bit more on the topic. Um, and it was also at the same time that we had just made the last payments on our car. So there was some cash available and all of that sort of just all came together nicely with what I discovered Mr. Money Moustache's blog and realized, you know what, it actually is possible to, to retire a lot earlier and become financially free a lot earlier. And that uh, then frees up your, your time to pursue your hobbies and interests and do only the things that uh, are most important to you. So your blog post, which I, I found fascinating, um, it's called The Investment Marathon. Um, I recommend listeners who are interested in the topic read it because we won't have the time to go into the same level of detail here on the podcast as you do in the post. So I'll, sh- I'll link it in the show notes for listeners. But in the blog post, you start with entering the race, which is essentially the same thing as setting your investment goal. So in running, people also have different goals uh, some people might want to just keep fit. Um, they might have a specific marathon or time goal. They might want to just lose weight. Um, I, I suppose there's, there's various uh, reasons people might have uh, and goals they might have for, for running. So setting that goal and committing to it is probably the most important step because without that, nothing will happen. Do you have any tips for people on how to go about setting realistic but at the same time, motivating goals for their investing. Yeah, you're all right. It's, it's so, so similar. Um, if you don't have that that uh, goal drive or, um, you know, marathon date or five kilometer date, um, you know, if you can't see that and, and visualize it and know that it's, you know, it's coming, you're never going to really do anything to prepare for it. So that, that is so, so important is knowing, um, you know, what it is you want to achieve and, and sort of by when. Um, and that's that's the the beauty of running as well is you know everyone does it for different reasons and um, you know everyone can run their own race. Uh, some people get the same satisfaction of, from completing their first five k as someone else will get for achieving a silver medal in the Conrad's Marathon, and and you know that sense of achievement and satisfaction is the same for both those people. It's because you know everyone's running their own race um, on their own terms and with their own motivations and goals, and your finances are the same. Um, you know, people are in different places in their lives. They have different goals, they have different priorities. Um, so you need to figure out what it is exactly you want out of your finances. And once once you um, know that, um, you can start to, uh, putting some shorter term goals um, together first. Um, so I was introduced to the world of running, <laughs> thrown straight into the deep end. Uh, my brother and I had, had probably one too many beers, and we decided it would be a good idea to to enter comrades. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, if you just focus, oh, I've got to run you know eighty nine odd kilometers in a year's time. 
that uh, seems very uh, far-fetched and intangible. So you've got to break that, that massive goal down to a little bit smaller increments. So it was first, you know, get five kilometer fit, and then it was into a 10 kilometer race. And then it was, um, you know, try try into a half marathon and then it's try finish a marathon and then it's qualify for comrades. And then, you know, you will find yourself in a position where you can say, okay, I am actually going to, you know, be able to, to run and finish comrades. Um, so I think it, it's got to be, um, can't be this uh, too grandiose and big goal that it just seems un unachievable. You've got to break that down into smaller increments. So like for financing, finances, it could first be, okay, I want to get my budget, you know, sorted, uh, put something concrete down. Um, and then it might be, I want to pay off, you know, the 2000 rand clothing accounts I, I might have. Um, and from there, you know, maybe it's a bigger debt and then it's an emergency fund. Um, and then as, as you go along, you suddenly realize, you look back a, a year or two later and you've actually made immense progress because um, you're just tackling it one small goal at a time. And uh, by doing so, you get closer and closer towards the big goal that's, that you might want at the end of the day. I love that point that you made about um, how important it is not to be influenced by other people who, who, might, have not this, who might not have the same goals as you. Um, they might be playing a different game from you. So exactly, if you started out, if you just started out running, you, you, don't, you can't expect to run a marathon in three weeks and you've got to break it down into the small bite-sized bite-sized pieces of you, as you've just explained to us. I also like the parallel you drew between um, running, between training and preparing for a marathon and then learning financial and investing concepts. So what we try to do here on the Family Finance Show is to help families make better financial decisions for themselves. Um, what are some of the best ways that you can think of to train for an investment marathon? Yeah, so the, the, the training is, is the same. You, you, you've got to be slow and you've got to be consistent. I think that's the most important thing. You, you're not going to get marathon fit overnight. Um, and in fact, if you try to you know, try get yourself marathon fit in three weeks, you're going to injure yourself and you're going to not even be able to run in the, in the marathon. Um, and it's the same thing with, with investing. You can't try and learn it all overnight. You've got to take small bite-sized chunks and, and you know, tackle them one at a time and, and learn slowly and incrementally. And before you know it, you suddenly have a vast body of knowledge um, without even realizing it. So, you know, that could be like, you know, dedicate to, uh, dedicate one hour on a weekend, say, to, to reading a blog post or watching a YouTube video about budgeting. And then the next the next week, maybe you want to tackle investing and then maybe debt re uh, repayment methods. And as you go along, you know, it doesn't feel like you, you, you make the immense progress, but slowly but surely you're getting closer and closer to being more financially fit because you're learning more and more along the way as you go. Um, and also by doing it this way, you don't um, you don't set yourself unrealistic targets because, um, like for for instance, what happens is people say, "Oh, I want to budget," but they they just shave expensive left, right, and centre, and and it's unrealistic. Uh, and what happens is then they don't meet that budget, and then they they view it as a failure, and they say, "Oh, this budgeting doesn't work," um, because they're trying to do too much too quickly. So it's the same thing if you want to shave expenses, don't go and cut your budget in half. First, just trim you know a hundred rand. Uh, year and there for you know for, for the first month and then once you've got that better down then maybe see where else you can can maybe start saving some money um and also that way you don't shock you know it's not like a shock to the system you just slowly gradually um, you know building strength building stamina as you as you forge ahead it's the same with running um you know 5k fit before you uh, 10k fit and you 10k fit before you 21k fit you've got to do it slowly um but you've got to be consistent i think that's also very important you can't uh you know, you can't start and then just stop a few weeks later. You've got to keep going um, for a sustained period of time to, to really see the progress. 
Yeah, as you were talking, I was thinking about a friend of mine, um, Gillian Sanders. She's a she's an Olympic athlete for triathlon, and she always takes a whole season off from training, and then she starts starts again almost from scratch or from a base level of fitness. And I always find that so impressive because of all the pain you have to go through to get to get fit again. But I was thinking, like, if if it's a good idea for Olympic athletes to to take some time off and not to overtrain, I think it's the same uh, for us in uh, the investment world. You don't want to bite off more than you can chew right at the beginning because it'll probably be... Yeah, I, also, I think you also need... You also need that recovery, you know, in a way, you know, it's okay to spend money on yourself uh, every now and then, um, you know, if it's planned for and, and you know, um, it's, it's it's according to your priorities and that there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, we're going to go on holiday this year. Um, okay, it's fine. We're going to eat out more than, you know, the four times you budget for this month. That, that's okay to 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 splurge a little bit um, and reward yourself for, for a job well done. So whenever I go running with my husband, I'm always uh, reminded of how, how slow I am and how some people just have better physical advantages. They, they just Some people are naturally faster or they have a better endurance than other people. So another friend of mine, James, he's a partner at Bain Consulting and he's also a top finisher, like top 20 in his age group for Ironman events. And um, when I was visiting, visiting him and his wife in Sydney a few years ago, um, I was asking him with asking him about how he deals with pain because I, I try to avoid pain and running this, especially marathons, you have a lot of pain involved. And he described to me like the different kinds of pain you experience. He's like burning lungs, burning muscles, stomach cramps, vomiting, lactic acid buildup, you know, like injuries. So the list was, was going on like forever. And I was thinking, you know, Someone like him has a great mental capacity to overcome pain. Uh, do you see any parallels with investing here? Do do some people just have natural advantages when it comes to investing, like in running? Yeah, I think so. Um, you, you, my, like my younger brother, he will outrun me, you know, seven days out of seven. Um, it's just genetically, he's just a better runner, has more endurance, more speed and stamina than I do. Um, and it's the same maybe with investing. Maybe some people are you know, more patients, uh, they have, a, uh, you know, more of a natural risk um, tolerance than, than others might have. Um, but I think it's important to know where you stand. Like, I know I, I'll probably never achieve a, a Comrade Silver medal, um, and that's okay. I've accepted that. But, you know, I've got to find, um, you know, a, a target that I can aim for that I'll still be proud of, you know. Um, and it's the same with investing. If you know that you, 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 you can't tolerate as much risk as someone else, then, you know, reduce your portfolio's overall risk by not going you know, too much into risky assets and put some um, less risky and less volatile assets into your portfolio. Um, so it's about playing to your, your strengths and and I think also more importantly, being aware of what, you know, what your weaknesses are so that you can find ways to work around them and still achieve a favorable result for yourself. Yeah, I thought about it as well. And I think that um, my advantage when it comes to investing is is quite accessible to everyone and it isn't special knowledge or talent i haven't studied this or there isn't i don't have any talent special talent for it but i think psychology or behavioral psychology is what i think makes the difference um just in my own experience so you know discipline with savings spending less than you earn um even when you're doing when, when you're not earning a lot like those kind of things and persistence I think really helps. I interviewed on this podcast, um, Daniel Crosby on psychology of investing. And I thought it was a really good topic. And I think that people 
there's an advantage there. Psychology, if you have a good psychology and approach to investing, I think you can have a real advantage over others who maybe even have more knowledge than you. Yes, and also, um, you know, like I've heard of people that say, oh, you know, when they see like the investments have gone down, then they they mm-hmm. they can't help but you know to get this itch to to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, that's that's a, a very common uh, investor behavior. But what I find, uh, what people have been telling me, what helps is they say that don't look at your portfolio every day. So if you know that you, uh, you know, um, so, uh, susceptible to wanting to sell when the markets are down, then don't, you know, find a way that yeah, you're not, you won't open your portfolio and look, um, try to find a distraction, do something else if you're tempted to, um, you know, so you can come up with these like ways to work around your weaknesses to make sure that you, you know, you're staying on, on track and, and tracking towards your goal. And that's probably one of the best trainings you can do is to understand your, your weaknesses and where, where you're going to trip up. If it's, if it's like looking at your account all the time or if it's spending money whenever there's a sale or, you know, whatever, whatever the thing is that leads you off, your, off track on your goal. Um, if you understand that about yourself, it helps. Yeah, there's lots of tools and the technology available today is great, you know, to help people with uh, with um, issues like that. For example, you know, people that struggle to save because they say, oh, when I see that money in my accounts, I just want to spend it. You can set up like automatic scheduled payments that as soon as your paycheck comes in, you save the amount that you wanted to save and then it's out of your account and you don't see it and there's that temptation is gone. You know, so for people that's easily tempted, that's like a great hack that they can use to, um, to, uh, to, to avoid the behavior that normally trips them up. I mean, other people that like uh, or are motivated by, um, you know, tracking themselves and, and charts and uh, images and all of that. Um, There's like great apps like 22.7 where you can, you know, your network gets updated every every day if you want. And you can check your dashboards and, and view the progress you're making almost in real time. So, I mean, there's great uh, technology uh, uh, apps and, and they're available to investors today. Yeah, I like 227. I discovered it recently and I, I think it, it, it takes all the, the hard grunt work out of uh, your all your data. It just presents it nicely in a dashboard. Yes, absolutely. Um, of all the parallels you drew in your post, um, which do you think is the most important other than those ones that we've already talked about? Um yeah, I think uh, the the other one I like is the uphills and downhills in marathon running. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be periods in, in a race where it's tough and you're going up, but, uh, you know, there's also easier periods when you're going downhill. And it's the same with investing in finances. You're going to have tougher months and you're going to have easier months. And I think uh, the important thing to realize is that neither of those situations last forever. So when, when the going is tough, you, you, know, you, you know, you've got to just focus on the fact that it's not going to last forever. There's got to be a turning point coming in the future. And if you're willing to put in the efforts to get to the top of that hill, then things will start getting easier. Um, but then, yeah, you need to get to the top of the hill first, so you need to put in that effort to get there. Um, and same with 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 the downhills. When things are, are going going well, don't get complacent and um, and think, oh, you got you know you got this all sorted. Always stay on top of your finances because you know COVID is just around the corner, or you know a sudden emergency or something where you have to suddenly you find yourself in a worse off position. So um, just appreciate the good times, but also just be cognizant that it might not last forever. Um, and just always be on top of your on top of things, even when, when it feels like it's going easy. And Stealthy, one of the my last question is one that I ask all my guests, and that is, what is the one piece of financial advice that you would like to give or pass on to your two young children? Um, if there's one thing that I've realised is that almost the key to everything else, it's if you can just spend less than you earn, if you can just get a gap between what you earn and what you spend. 
everything else sort of starts falling into place because uh, with that uh, little bit of extra money, you start looking at what to do with it. So maybe you want to start saving, you can build up an emergency uh, fund, you can use it to pay off debt. Um, and when all of that's sorted, then you, you might start looking to invest in, in growing your wealth. But without that, um, that uh, wealth gap, as some people call it, uh, between your income and your expenses, if you don't have that, you know, you're either going backwards or you're staying in the same place. You're not making any progress. Indeed. Um, and before we say goodbye, I just want to mention my friend, my good friend, Barry, who um, was kind of an inspiration for this uh, podcast, the, this episode of the podcast. Um, he spent um, uh, some time fighting for his life with uh, neck and throat cancer. And two years later, he ran his first comrades and got a Bill Rowan um, medal. So he's always my inspiration when I run. When I ran my 20Ks for the first time last year, while I was doing it, I thought of Barry and it really inspired me to carry on. So I think also here for those people, those families who are investing for financial freedom, I think the same thing, find someone who inspires you like yourself, Stealthy or Esther Makumbo or whoever it is that inspires you and and just keep going and and don't give up. You'll you'll cross the finish line. Yeah, and, and remember your like why you're doing it as well. Um for me, it's my family, you know, and every time I, I feel like, um, uh, you know, I'm not doing so well or whatever, I just think I'm doing good for them and I find ways to, to you know, try to be better. Lovely. So thank you so much for your time today on the podcast and um, I hope to hear from you again soon. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to stay on the journey to improving your family's financial well-being. Thank you for listening to The Family Finance Show with Diana Grenou, proudly brought to you by Old Mutual. The time is now to own your financial future. Visit oldmutual.co.za for more great advice, articles, free budgeting tools and calculators, or to find a financial advisor. We'll be back next week.